Hello, and welcome to episode 25 of the Anti-Reactive Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Hoppy, parent educator and counselor, mom of two, and lover of all things related to parenting. Today's topic is about the busy, crazy, bittersweet time of the year, May. But before we get into it, I wanted to share Anti-Reactive Parenting's latest news with you all. Anti-Reactive has launched a subscription service. Anti-Reactive Parenting Podcast and our family of podcasts, including Life Fatherhood, we have been working on some premium content to share with our listeners, including an exclusive podcast series called Life Fatherhood Daddy Date, where you can listen in on healthy values-based conversations between a dad and his daughter. We also are offering a monthly newsletter, shout outs in future episodes, and more. You can find the link to our premium content in the show notes, and we are excited to see you over on our subscription page. Okay, so now on to today's discussion about the end of the school year. Given that this episode will first air on April 17, you may think this topic is a bit premature. Depending on where you live in the country, you may be just wrapping up spring break and still have two more months of school ahead of you. Others of you may be looking ahead to four or five weeks left. Regardless of the exact date, the end of the school year lies in wait on your calendar, and since this is the anti-reactive parenting podcast, we're going to talk about it now so you have a chance to get ahead, plan ahead, and put some anti-reactive measures in place to make the end of the year as successful and as enjoyable as possible, and your future self will thank you for it. Recitals, sports tournaments, school projects, award ceremonies, graduations, talent shows, track and field day, class trips, all kinds of fun stuff lies ahead in the coming weeks. It's so bittersweet as the end of the school year is the culmination of so many things your child has worked so hard on, they've worked toward, they've looked forward to. This time it finally arrives but it's also the end of another era in their childhood, and it marks the passage of time. We as parents cannot help but get excited and worked up over these moments, and we don't want to miss a second. These mama bear, papa bear feelings do have a tendency to take over in the moment too, so planning ahead can also help you keep your cool and create positive memories instead of turning them into family legends that get talked about for years to come for all the wrong reasons. So on that note, let's talk through what's coming up, how to plan, and create some anti-reactive strategies to get ahead of the stress and create room for more joy. And in true anti-reactive fashion, I will be talking about some specific strategies, but in no way is this a one-size-fits-all discussion. Rather, a variety of things to think about to guide your planning and figure out what works best for you, for your family, and for your values. So starting out this time of year, communication is so important. And I cannot say that enough. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Communicate with teachers, with coaches, with the PTA, with your family, and especially be sure to communicate with siblings if you have multiple children in your home. This time of year, each child will have their own moment in the spotlight, unless they aren't school age yet. Um, but in that case, they will be dragged to events, 
They'll be forced to sit through things they may consider boring, and routines will certainly be disruptive. The last thing any parent wants is for a young child to become disinterested, or worse, fussy, upset, or plain old throw a tantrum in the middle of your older child's big moment. I highly recommend preparing for these events ahead of time with conversations with the siblings in advance, as well as something for them to look forward to afterward, especially if they're young and may not understand why they have to go to all these different things. Um, But something to look forward to that can be something as simple as going out for ice cream afterward to celebrate or promising them some special one-on-one time for just them or, I mean, anything happy to mark the occasion. So as you head out with your little ones, don't forget to bring some backup entertainment and, of course, snacks. Lots and lots of snacks. For younger siblings, it's also best if you can lay out some expectations ahead of time. You can talk to them about the venue, what the chairs are going to be like, if they're going to be sitting in bleachers that are really uncomfortable and have no back. might be better to prepare them for that. There's chairs that flip up and down might be nice to tell them about that too. You can explain how many people are going to be there, who they will see that they know, and why the event is so important. And be sure to let them know that one day they will share in the same types of moments too and have their chance to shine. In our family, we're also sure to highlight how these events fit in with our family values. We teach our kids that our family shows each other love and support. We work hard And when we attend a special event, we are showing each other love and letting them know that the person who gets to have their moment in the spotlight, we are recognizing their hard work and that is a way of showing of how proud we are of them. Words of affirmation and quality time are very high-ranking types of love languages within our family. So it's important that we offer it to each other by being there for each other. And we do this for every family member across the board. Communication is also very important this time of year with other family members. If you have extended family that's even if they're local or if they're coming and traveling in, it's especially important to communicate the key details of the events. Explain when and where they need to be and how the logistics work getting in and out of the venue. Take care of tickets, describe who's grabbing the seats, who's carpooling, Tell them, you know, the ones who are classically late, maybe tell them the event starts 15 minutes earlier than it does. It can be so stressful when you're waiting for someone to show up last minute. People are constantly asking, are those, is anyone sitting there? And you're saving them for someone who's late. So best to avoid all of those things by making sure everybody knows the details, how the event works, what to expect, and most importantly, when they need to be there. Communication is also very important with your spouse, and so you definitely want to prioritize communication during this very busy time. Get everything on the calendar and be crystal clear with each other about who is getting the kids to the extra practices, who's buying the special outfits, and be very clear about when everything is happening. And this is just a reminder to lock into whatever calendar system you have, and when in doubt, double or triple check. It will save you some stress and some arguments, I promise. And this is also your friendly reminder to get to wherever you're going early enough so you can get good seats. Because I know you don't want to miss it. I'm just saying. 
Okay. So make sure also this time of year to know what other events are going on outside of your family that you're going to need to attend, whether that's for extended family members or close family friends. There's all kinds of stuff going on. If there are three graduations you need to go to, make sure you get those details and be proactive about seeking out that information so that there are no surprises and that you can be everywhere that you want to be for those that you love. This time of year, another consideration may be budget and monetary plans because there are going to be extra expenses. There's going out for dinner as a celebration, going out for ice cream, maybe you're buying flowers. There's always, of course, teacher gifts. Maybe you give presents to coaches or music teachers. Um, There's just a lot of extra spending that tends to happen this time of year. And it can creep up on you, especially if you don't have a plan or have some money set aside. Now is not a bad time to maybe squirrel away some extra cash just to cover those extra expenses, especially if things are looking a little tight right now. Also, keep in mind that summer and summer vacation is coming up. You may be paying now for summer camps. um, And you don't want the events of May to eat into your summer fun. So it's just best to plan ahead the best that you can. All right, so my next point is that for those of you with older kids, this is also a great time to be talking about grades and upcoming tests. If you can, go ahead and check in on how things are going. Most schools offer an online portal in which you can check in on your kids' grades. And if things aren't looking so hot, it's a good idea to check for missing assignments or encourage your child to ask for extra credit. I can tell you, without a doubt, teachers will be much more willing to work with your student now instead of when the school year is down to the wire, because by then it's going to be too late. Some other things to think about, especially for those of you with older kids, are end-of-the-year projects. There's always a lot that's expected. could be writing a paper, which takes a lot of time, gathering materials for projects, presentations, Maybe your child has community service requirements. There's all kinds of extra stuff, and if you're not planning ahead, it may come up at the end of the year and surprise you. So to avoid that, encourage your child not to put these things off and have a plan to get ahead of them in order to avoid the stress, avoid the arguments, and just overall unnecessary drama and unhappiness at the end of the school year. All right, so if you're getting stressed thinking about all of this now, I do apologize. And again, the idea is to get anti-reactive measures put into place to decrease your stress in the moment when it really matters. And if you've taken a peek at the calendar and already feel a sense of impending doom, it may also be a good idea to plan for family downtime in the midst of the chaos. We all know we can't avoid some craziness this time of the year. And if you see an open spot in the middle of it, maybe like a Friday night or a Saturday morning, go ahead and block it out on your calendar now and make a plan for quiet or relaxing family time, doing something everyone in your family enjoys and will look forward to doing together. Maybe it's pizza and a movie, a family game night, scheduling time to play catch outside or going for a bike ride. Anything that your family regularly enjoys together and doesn't take much effort to plan, go ahead and block it out and schedule it now. Having this time already set aside and scheduled 
can give you a little oasis in the middle of the chaos and something to look forward to that feels normal. I mean, everyone can use some sense of normalcy when schedules are disrupted. And having that normalcy scheduled should bring you some relief. All right, just a couple more points. Um, But this time of year, it's also helpful if you can to establish clear plans and expectations if you have family that's visiting from out of town. Depending on the event, you may have several people coming in, particularly for graduations or major performances. Um, And it's a good idea to make sure everybody knows who's staying where, who needs to get a hotel, make sure everybody has transportation, get all of those details worked out ahead of time so nobody's surprised or ends up with hurt feelings later. It's also a good idea to take this planning time as an opportunity to talk about your anti-reactive values with your family members ahead of time. This will help you to establish some boundaries and get everybody on the same page so you're not dealing with something unexpected in the moment that is a big deal to you. Of course, we can expect things to be a little crazy when everybody gets together, but if there are definitely some non-negotiables that you need to let your family know about, be sure to talk about them in advance instead of dealing with it in the moment that doesn't tend to go over so well. Okay, so just as a friendly reminder... A clean house, meal plans, a good night's sleep, charged devices and power banks go a long way this time of year. So pick and choose any of the above. I'm sure they will help. Okay, so as we head into the chaos of May, I sincerely hope this episode gave you ideas of ways to prepare, get ahead, and approach the beauty of this crazy season from an anti-reactive perspective so you can squeeze every bit of joy from the big moments to come. It is also my sincere hope that you thoroughly enjoy the accomplishments of your children, big and small, and enjoy the personal satisfaction of a parenting job well done this school year as you reflect on the past several months and how much your child has grown. You are about to reap some beautiful parenting rewards, so be sure to enjoy those too. All right, that is it for today's episode, listeners, and I wanted to thank you for tuning in. If you continue to enjoy these episodes, it would help us out so much if you would leave a quick five-star rating on this podcast, and if you're feeling extra, a positive written review. These ratings and reviews are much appreciated, and they help other parents find this podcast and their quest to become better parents themselves. So don't forget to follow our podcast and add it to your library so you don't miss an episode. Until next time, parent intentionally, plan for what's to come, and be anti-reactive.